What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. And I am recording this the day of Thanksgiving, so I just want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, just remember to be grateful for the little things, even the little victories that you have in your everyday life, and appreciate the time with loved ones, family, friends, whoever you got to spend it with. And um, yeah, you know, Thanksgiving was a little different this year. I'm not gonna lie. But I was still able to get that Thanksgiving morning football game in, so that was fun. Shout out to all the homies from high school and, and people that I've met along the way since then for coming through. That was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, just thank you for all the listeners too, all you guys supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it, guys, 100%. Um, when I first started this podcast, you know, I think I didn't expect it to go this far or go this way even in this format. And this has been a lot of fun. It's been a fun journey. I've got to meet some really interesting people, not only this year, but just my entire journey. And it's been a lot of fun. And so I hope you guys continue to listen, continue to support. You guys could do that by leaving a rating and review if you're listening on Apple. Uh, also, just be sure to subscribe. Be, fo- be sure to follow. Be sure to like the page on whatever platform you listen to. Um, also, be sure to follow the My Mike and I Instagram page if you're on that platform at my period Mike and period I or on you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez those are the two best ways to contact me about the podcast if you're interested in being on the show or if you have any feedback you'd like to give for the show or just anything else just want to interact with me personally those are the two best ways and yeah before we get into this week's episode did want to thank generic sports too for producing the instrumental playing in the background and thank you to my man Vince Correa for designing the My Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. Now, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode's guest. Wait, this week's guest. This week's guest is the Mighty Tribe. There are a, um, I don't even want to call them a rap or hip hop. They're a blend of hip hop and rock and roll. The two members that I have on this interview are Dubon and Skinner. Um, they have an interesting, honestly, go for real, go check them out. Like I know, I, lo- I like to have a lot of like hip hop artists and rappers, and I've had a few like some, you know, like female artists who sing R&B kind of music. But this is a very different genre that I have here on the show from the Mighty Tribe. They, I guess you could say it's very similar to um, a little bit of like Rage Against the Machine, but with like a little bit more classic rock mixed into it. And uh, the two styles, yo, it's, uh, it, and even like, like I said, Dubon and Skinner, I guess I'm giving too much away, but they have two very interesting, distinct styles. We have a very interesting conversation about their come up, um, some of their influences growing up in Anaheim and their fashion. They're very fashionable people, of course. You know what I mean? They got that little punk rock uh, fashion going on. So I think it's really cool. Hope you guys enjoy the conversation between Dubon and Skinner of the Mighty Tribe with myself. Well, thank you guys again for coming through today. Really appreciate you guys you know, taking it, time out of your day. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys come up with the name, Mighty Tribe? Mighty Tribe, you got so, that sort of Yes, sir. Uh, so back in 2011, when I was clicking up with uh, this other homie, Crackshaw, um, we basically, um, <clears throat> we came up with the name with uh, combining Mighty Ducks. And mm. um, we were thinking about some, some kind of group name where it was relatable in hip-hop, but it was also relatable in, let's say, any aspect of well let, let's say any genre or subgenre of music so or like we don't want to be called crew click group whatever mm-hmm. so i was like how about something that leads back to our roots so it was tribe that we landed on so mm-hmm. it was the mighty tribe and that's what we went with mm-hmm. yeah this was like 2011 but then i didn't meet him really well till 20 late 2011 mm-hmm. we made a song and then 
through the three years, we kind of established. We used to be a big-ass group. We used to be, like, 15 or 16 was me and Dang, okay. But then, little by little, you started to figure out who was literally... You wheeled it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the weakest link. Yeah. But, but what's funny is... um. We still have respect for him. We're still friends with him because they will. You know how they say when an employee isn't happy at a certain place. Yeah. He usually finds a way to get himself out of there. You know? Right, right. And that's what happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. But now we're like we have a different group. We have a much more stronger, uh, let's say, direction, motivation, mm-hmm. and innovation. So. Yeah, man. It's like you, know, you you have friends. You know, growing up in high school, through college, or in the streets or something, and then yeah. You learn a lot about life when you're messing with different people, and then you meet their parents, and you meet like okay this is how this is the roots this is how they became what they became yeah and you just it's all about learning to find the right people to work with and people that you feel confident you know that like that are not going to talk bad about you when it's clutch time and everything you mm-hmm. know so and then we learn okay so this is a good employee this guy's good this guy's i know where his heart is at he's mm-hmm. pure yep. you know he doesn't think about screwing people over yeah so you find the right people and then you just cut it cut off the, the bad ones and continue what you're doing, you know, because in the journey of life, yeah, we're still gonna meet new people, you know. Yeah, we're in our mid twenties, late late twenties, mm-hmm. and the world doesn't stop, you know. Like by yeah. our thirties, it's not like the world is over when you hit thirty. Nah, like a lot of people, a lot of people had us thinking yeah. like that, you know. Growing up, I was like thinking like, damn, like by thirty, yeah. life is boring or something. But nah, it's like yeah. people choose that life, you know. So we're like, okay, the more we keep going, we're still gonna find new people to join, you know. People that have been messed up by their their crews, you know, mm-hmm. have been bullied, and they have, and I just want to keep that guy. It's like a draft, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing someone in college and be like, all right, that that was good, you know. Yeah, where's his potential? I would right? love to have him in my team, you know, and take care and take care of him and help him boss up too, you know. Right. Like how we're all trying to, you know, at the end of the day. You know? Yeah. So luckily, now we have a good group where I feel proud. At, when I say this is the mighty tribe, this is the mighty tribe. There you go. I feel proud to of each member I have, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Then, and it's like you ever watch um, One Piece? Yeah, you know, no. Is the anime One Piece? Oh no, I don't know. It's like it. about a pirate, a kid okay. who's a pirate, and it's like he's building his crew. You know, you're watching the show, you're watching the anime, or reading the manga, mm-hmm. and you see how he goes through every season. It's like he finds a different crewmate, mm-hmm. and then there's always a boss that he has to beat up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, so I feel like I have my crew, my tribe. Yeah. And and I know I'm gonna find someone later on to add on to it. Find go. a girl to add on to it. I want to have a girl in my in my tribe, you know. Yeah. And I'm starting to, you know. I'm like, if I could find a girl rapper, oh hell yeah. Yeah. Or a girl singer, or a girl DJ, or something. Or, yeah. Or people, you know, I'm gonna find them and treat it like a team, you know. Right. You know, and then, okay, he could play right defense. He could play striker. Yeah. He could play midfielder. Yeah. Or he has leadership qualities. All right then, you know. He's then, my captain or something. Yeah, because yeah. because <laughs> I'm, I'm we're humble, you know. If you know something that you learned in your past life bro put me on them bro you know i'm like i don't trip you know i'm not gonna feel like oh you're 22 you can't tell me shit yeah nah tell me bro because i'm not perfect all the l's that we took it's it's what we became you know right and we learn and 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 right now you know we got the right mentality to be like all right he's a bad seed oh this guy's good you know <laughs> yeah you know it's just with experience it's like my pops will tell me nah i could tell there's something wrong with that kid mm-hmm and it's not their fault you know like sometimes they're born in different aspects you don't have a dad or yeah so you can't blame it on them you know you just gotta stay away from the bad energy keep the good energy and let's go you know and learn how to treat mighty child like a business and yeah because we built the music you know Mm -hmm. the 10 years we we've been clicked up since 2011 2012 2010 you know the myspace transitioning into facebook era you know Mm -hmm. and then we're like okay we got our music down now all that's left is building the company behind it Mm -hmm. yeah so basically yeah and the mighty tribe you know we're a tribe you know mayans aztecs 
and I have that warrior, you know, spirit, you know. Incas, you guys are, yeah. Incas, old mix. All of right? Yeah, so I'm like, okay, let's let's carry on in this in this world and, and try to, like, carry ourselves like men. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just not leave bad energy anywhere we go. I'm not trying to be a hurricane. Yeah. He's not trying to be a hurricane or a tornado and just leave destruction and then late. No, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. You know, just do do things the right way, mm-hmm. where I feel good about myself and the energy that I put out to the world. You know, mm-hmm. and he's the same. You know. So did you guys all meet e- meet each other at Catella High School? Uh, it was more so no, actually not, bro. Me and him, we both went to Catella. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: we we never like knew okay. each other in Catella. He's two years older than me. Okay. But at the same time, uh, we all knew the same people from the hood and eventually he was going to find his way to me or I was going to find my way to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And luckily, MySpace helped that, you know? Yeah. Where he you wanted to MySpace. rap and I was, I had, I was already kind of going to school for recording. So I was like, all right. And I was always down to invite people. I was inviting gangsters, Chicanos, yeah. white kids, black kids, you know, to record with me and everything, you know? And because I was always down, I was just trying trying to do it, you know? Yeah. But not knowing how to run it like a business, you know? Right. You know, it was a hobby, it turned into a passion. And then I think I had it figured out, but I didn't, you know? Right. You know, and then in Catella, so a lot of people go, oh, damn, you, you, you kick it with, with skin, but other names that we, we had, you know? Yeah. But yeah, through Catella, that's like where the, the root started, you know? Okay. That's hella tight. Yeah. yeah. So you guys have lived in Anaheim your whole lives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Born and raised. Yeah. Right. Makes sense for the Mighty Ducks, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, and when he said yes, that, I was like, fuck, I'm down, yes, bro. Because yes, I was the last guy. In the original Mighty Tribe roster, I was the last guy to join. I was just an engineer. Mm-hmm. I was just there with them, but I knew like the support. Yeah, I yeah, I knew that they were gonna like get me into it, and I just had to like, all right, I'm down to. Basically, it became so overwhelming that he saw that the other dudes that we were, that he was recording to were like, they basically were just wasting his time, as he as you can see. And, yeah. And when he saw that, I literally had twelve niggas behind me mm-hmm. already. He's like, "Holy shit, I gotta join already." It, there's no choice. So right. when he became, he kind of became one of the leaders, and then we just took over. And five or six of us were rapping, then eight of us, then nine, then went to Las Vegas. I remember right. We went to a show in Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. We took like fourteen motherfuckers all over there. We got a suite. It was dope. Uh, we got a lot of mad love in Vegas, and we didn't even know we had a fucking fan base in Vegas. Like, yeah. At least like over eighty people showed up. Yeah, in the it cold, was like a toy drive. It like, 50, a toy yeah, drive. like fifty, yeah. 50 degree weather. No, no, forty degree weather. Yeah, yeah. people were the bomb fan. We were like, we were really excited. We we're like, okay, this is really something that might take off, you know. Mm-hmm. But little by little, we would learn that some people's priorities were in a different, you know, path than yeah, ours. Right. Sometimes life throws yeah, you a curveball. Yeah. Sometimes life th- throws you a curveball, and you don't have time for Mighty Try no more. Right. Yep. Like, yeah. I gotta go do this. I'm like, all right then, man. People have At least kids, you didn't do enough damage. Married. To mess up the Mighty Tribe, you know? I'm right. Like, All right, you go, you know? You want to be a free agent? Knock yourself out, man. Yeah. Because so at the end of the day, if a good player leaves a team, I'm like, bro, maybe he has to build his legacy somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Watch another thing I wanted to show you, bro, uh, before we continue, um, just quickly. Uh, this is one of the pieces that we do for, um, like, it's me me and Wild West, so Slender Pop and Wild West are two clothing brands. Mm-hmm. And I designed this this morning um, when I had some time finishing up the this female design we're coming out with, mm-hmm. uh, he already dropped his line. I'm dropping a female line of jackets, and uh, my friend that he's a photographer. Well, he's worked with TMZ and shit like that. Okay, worked with our security guard too in TMZ. Um, so we got pretty good uh, photographers on our side because of his inspiration. We, we're going to design the first uh, uh, Thunder Pop bikinis, and then mm-hmm. he's going to help me design the front cover. Okay, and we already have like basically. There's too much motivation to not work in the morning and this is what I made for him yeah because of the outfit he told me he had mm-hmm. put a little rolling stones tongue put a little fire flame on the bottom 
took off some uh, old jacket from my pops. Took yeah. off the old, you know, the patches, the professor patches. Uh-huh. And then added a little turtle with a banjo just because I didn't know where the fuck to leave this guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he told yeah. me. Because we all message each other our fits, you know? Yeah. We all message each other our fits, and I'll be like, hey, can I go with the red color scheme? He's like, yeah, just make sure you wear white pants. Or, in case I bring a new jacket for case, somebody. You know, I don't want to yeah. mess up the scheme, you know? And yeah. He gave me this. I was like, damn. Okay. And yeah, man, and um, sooner or later, like, I'll even provide you and, and your crew with a custom dope. jacket or something. I'm just trying to spread the word for free. It's all free. Yeah. But I'm trying to spread it out, showing people that everything's custom. Mm-hmm. Even this, everything. Just on right now, I'm that's barely dope. getting started. You know? That's hella hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's one thing I noticed, too, from your guys' Instagram page, is, like, you guys are very, like, have a lot of style. Oh, thank you. And so, Appreciate like, where do you guys get your style and inspirations from? Uh, glam rock, glam metal, 1980s, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of... Uh, a lot of, let's say a lot of, to be honest, even though we're West Coast, we don't dress West Coast. We dress more fi- more fly, m- more, not fly, more uh, fitted, so it'd be more New York style. Mm-hmm. So if I were to <clears throat> think of somebody that really inspires me from New York, it would be maybe ASAP Rocky style. Okay. Big L from 1994 and up. Mm-hmm. You know, basically fitted, but still street. You know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know how to explain it, but we would call it uh, street clothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I noticed too on your guys' page, you like to go on hikes a lot too. You yeah, guys go and have like the stylish right? shape, That was one of yeah. the original things that made us feel like okay, we are a tribe, you know. Yep. We're out yeah. there, like, and find oh, different wrong. spots, you know. Go to Ro- uh, go to um, what's it? Runyon Canyon mm-hmm. in Hollywood, like where Joe Rogan goes. Yeah, yeah. Like, go <laughs> there, and then I'm like, damn. Always run into interesting people there. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, and we make sure we bring our smoke, our drinks, our and bottle. Yep, yep. Yeah, we bring a bottle, but we also have waters, and because every hike we learn, you know, like. Okay, we want to bring a bottle out here, you know, like some Bombay or some Tangeray or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, we could do that. We could do that. We could act the fool out here, you know, because yeah. we know how to hike and everything, you know. Right. You but at the same time, we bring waters. We bring a little pouch, you know, like the, hydro, like, yeah, yeah. the little thing with the little. Uh, <laughs> you just suck at it, yeah. And then sometimes, cause there's been L's we took in. Yeah. Sometimes we went too late, and it's night. Oh fuck. And then we're right here with the flashlight down black. If you go to Black Star, you've been yeah. to Black Star, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like you go deep black into Star, Black Star, not just like, at night. yeah, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> uh, bad energies live out there. You know? Right. So I was like, damn. Sometimes we took in L's, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, we all stick together and then keep keep it good, and then. Get a flashlight on your phone and step by step, you know. Yeah. And luckily, we, we weren't those cases where oh someone had to get rescued because when you go on a black star, you so, you so, sometimes see the helicopter. You're like, oh, yeah. someone took an L. Yeah. Someone took an L. I'm like, pobrecitos, you know. Yeah. Because you know we don't know better. We want to just hang out here and everything and, mm-hmm. and be wild for a minute, you know. I feel that. And yeah, it's just sometimes like Juan will put me on like, oh, let's go to this spot. In Riverside, downtown Riverside. You ever been to um, Ru- Mount Rubidoux? No, you I go down to 91, I've seen a lot of Like right there by UCR, uh-huh. it has a big ass cross, uh-huh. and it's a it's a real beautiful hiking spot. Right? And so sometimes we we we'll even be like drunk and sometimes off trail. Oh yeah. But luckily, you know, uh, we're here to tell the stories, and nothing yeah. ba- super bad has happened. You know, we've been hurt, we have scars that tell the stories, but <laughs> luckily, like, well, there's been angels, you know, protecting us. You know, at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. What's been one of your favorite hiking spots? Uh, I'd say um, there's a place called we call it Mount M uh-huh. if you go it's like uh, Inland Empire area okay. by Moreno Valley okay. if you go down um, 91 then it changes to the 215 okay, 215 yeah. and you see a you see a mountain yeah. that has an M like, oh yeah, yeah. with Moreno the rocks Valley. and the yeah. rocks make an M and, right. I, and I know people out there probably call it Mount Moreno Valley or something you know but we call it Mount Mighty you know? oh okay uh, I, the yeah. M and then <laughs> so we look at that shit we look at that mountain and we'll be like alright can we do this and I'm like alright smoke 
smoke and then drink, have a little shot. And yeah. All of a sudden, you have the balls to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, all right. And then take it step by step, man. And then that it all helps on the mental, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not stopping right now. And if he don't stop, you, I'm not going to stop. Right. Because he's he's more bigger, you know? And back then, he was even more bigger. Uh-huh. But you, I never saw him bitch. Right. I never saw him whine, complain, like, hey, uh, Dubon, let's not, let's not do this. Nah, we're, man. He was like, mission, he was like hey, man, I'm in the back, but... Keep going. I'm yeah. going, man. Like, uh, yeah, well, I would tell, no tell these fools, keep going, bro. Don't fucking wait for me. I'm going to make it Fact, myself. Bro, like, yeah. I'd be all fucking, I'd probably be like three times the size of this. So I weighed like 290. Oh, damn. Going up an incline like this. And this was over here. And I'm like, hold on. Don't worry. I'll be there. And I'm like, I'd sit down and be like, fuck this shit. And be like, and take a sip or a smoke. Hold on, guys. I'm going to take a hit from my pen. Yeah. And then. But yeah, what was, but it was that funny was is that was he, he's the soundtrack to it all. Mm-hmm. He provides the music, mm-hmm. the little speaker. So you know if I'm too far, you can't hear the music. If I don't hear the music, I'm like, too oh, far. I don't hear ASAP Rocky no more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear, I don't hear Metallica no more. We gotta like, look back. Yeah, yeah. Gotta look back. <laughs> but he's there, you know, and he's never complained. He never says, "Oh, Dubon, why are we going to that mountain again?" Nah, he's like, Let's go if I'm not complaining, you better not complain because you're skinnier than me. You know, I'm like, all right, and that attitude we carry it on in life and everything you know like if he's not complaining i'm not complaining exactly. yeah and my mom didn't complain about the, the lifestyle she had to come up uh, hell no i'm not complaining. Uh, have you guys heard of a of a crew of a group um called uh banda toro Mm-mm. have you heard of a song called um from chicago from 1976 called uh the, the night chicago died Mm-mm. well in spanish uh there's a song that they recreated called la noche que chicago murió right mm-hmm. that fat guy he's about 10 five times the size of me mm-hmm. weighs like 350 He's one of my motivations when I saw him on TV when my mom was watching uh, a show. Mm-hmm. And they were singing something called, um, so they don't call it corridos, they call it um, techno banda, right? Oh, okay. So this guy is fucking huge and he was dancing like crazy all over the stage and his crew also behind him dancing like him. And I was like, if that fat motherfucker don't, can't fuck it, can move like that and not give excuses and mm-hmm. be lazy and shit, yeah. I have no excuse. So that kind of what pushed me to keep hiking. and Yeah. That's one of my motivations. Yeah, exactly. And fucker. it's helped, man. Like, when we go hiking, we get we break a sweat. Yeah, it's like all that liquor we drink, it just it burns it comes out, burns right. out. All the smoke we drink, we we smoke, just comes out again. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And we used to in the beginning, we used to like, okay, uh, we just uh, came back from Mount M, all beat up and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go to Farmer Farmer Boys or let's yeah. go somewhere and pig out. But nah, towards like a couple years of doing that, we stopped doing that because. Like, oh, how about let's eat something more healthy? Yeah, yeah. You know, or have sandwiches already ready. Yeah. You know? And Ooh, bring your food there. Yeah, yeah. bro, because <laughs> we'll go to Farmer Boys, pick out uh-huh. burgers and everything, fried zucchinis and all that. And, and we'll be like, damn, like, everything we just did, we just gained it back with the food, you know? Like, so it was kind of like counter counterproductive. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, we got to eat better, yep. drink better. We could smoke and drink, but you got to be responsible. Yeah. You got to know what you're doing. I don't, I don't want to bring someone and then all of a sudden, Oh, I got allergies. Yeah. Come take me home. Yeah. It's happened. It's oh, happened. Where people have taken L's because they try to tribe with the mighty tribe. <laughs> and then sometimes it didn't work. But I'm not clowning on nobody. Right. Like, we helped them. Oh, yeah. we helped. We helped. We had a lot of people that fell into the... Oh, my Lord. Because I, I ain't trying to talk my shit on podcasts and everything. And then someone has taken an L and I wasn't there to help oh. them out. Or I'll tell yeah. nah, uh, you stay there. I'm going to keep on doing nah. Mm-hmm. nah well, one friend kept fought, watch. One friend kept falling behind. And he, he wasn't as big as me, so there was no excuse. I just didn't say anything. I was like, whatever. And he kept saying his back hurt. He kept We weren't even an hour into it, bro. Mm. He was saying his back hurt. He was sweating too much. He wanted to throw up. Oh. He didn't eat before mm. leaving, mm. and we were all smoked out and drunk, not knowing how he felt because we were yeah. like, well, we, prepared, we were prepared, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so this motherfucker mm-hmm. ends up falling into the creek. 
ends up falling into the riverbed, Ooh. ends up falling face forward, and at the end of the hike, it turns night because we're all guiding his big ass. And he's not big, he's just tall. So yeah. this guy, at the end, when it's 8 p.m. and we realize we're still inside Black Star Canyon, we're like, Ooh. holy shit, and it starts raining. We're like, oh, Oh, no. shit. And literally, there's two fools guiding that fucker while our other homies got tired of waiting for him. They took off. Yeah. And I was just, like, guiding them with the flashlight. Cause yeah. Because this nigga, this fool could have been, like, stuck there till 10 and we didn't help him. Damn. That's why we tell some of these fools, hey, it's hearing, a hard hike. And, and you're hearing all the complaining by him because he's oh, not used God, to it. So he's like... Know. Oh, we're still not closed. I'm like, bro, just take it step by step. You already know how far we walked in. Yeah. 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 There's times. And there's also times where people get, they they can't handle their liquor. Yeah. So what happens when we make it to the bottom? (laughs) Hey, I don't have my phone. (laughs) What happened? Oh, I forgot my wallet. Yeah. Where'd you leave it? I don't remember. (laughs) So now, all of a sudden, it's like one o'clock in the night coming down from the mountain. I'm like, oh, we got to go back up and find this food shit and everything, you know? Dang. And, and you know, I, I didn't say, oh, nah, you go do it. Nah, bro, I'll do it, bro. Uh, you know, I got to lead by example, you know? Mm-hmm. Who cares, bro? You know, it happens to the best of us. Because there's been times where I, I I was a little too drunk, I was a little too high, and I forget my backpack. But I'll fucking run back and get it, you know? Like, I'm not trying to have anybody take an L from me and, and hold me accountable for it and then later on clown on me because of that. Nah, mm-hmm. man, I'll, I'll go get it, you know? Don't trip, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to brag about it. I'm not going to talk shit on you. But you know what you did? Learn from it, you know? Learn from mm-hmm. your L, you know? Like how we all have to, you know? And then, yeah. And then, but most fun times, bro. Like, fun That's times good. breaking a sweat and working on your mental, you know? Like, oh, don't quit. Yeah. Don't quit. And and knowing the right times to go hiking, you know? Because now we don't like to go hiking at night. Mm-hmm. You, saw, you saw that new video that came out mm-hmm. where the guy, like, he was getting stalked by that cougar? Oh, no. I didn't see that. You guys haven't seen it? Like... And then the cougar's like following, and he's oh, like, shit. and he's like walking back with the with the phone. But you know why? Cause he saw the cub. Oh. And then so the mom is like protecting her. Yeah. But the the the, the cougar actually like kind of like pounced at him. Oh. But shit. he's kind of ha- he's far. He's keeping his distance. Like don't shh, shh, like yeah. scared away. Yeah. But, but and you think I'm gonna show that to my parents? Nah. Hell no. Nah, <laughs> now they know I go hike, so I don't want to show them like, hey, look look at this guy. He got ch- stalked by a cougar now. Nah, Cause then my yeah. parents would be like, what the fuck are you? What if that happens to you? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you guys been like any animal encounters when you mm-hmm. go on hikes? Animal encounters? No. Deer. We, if anything, we get more animal encounters where he lives. Oh yeah. Where yeah. Do you see <laughs> uh, Diamond Bar. So okay. like right behind my my slope, I've had my dog, and like the first time I ever saw a fucking rattlesnake right there in my backyard, um, my little pit bull, he was slapping something like that, mm-hmm. and I hear it, and I'm like, sprinklers, and wait fucking afternoon and I jump over the thing and I see the big fat ass snake mm. and he got stuck in those you know those little squares you put in the landscape yeah okay he got stuck in there after eating a rabbit Ooh. and I called animal control two girls were sent I was like that doesn't matter they probably know what they're doing mm-hmm. it was their first week there oh they shit. brought a little box like this for a snake that was this long and this fat and they see it and they're like uh we can't we can't take that with us. I was like, then what are we going to do? You guys were called here. Why didn't they send somebody that knew what they're doing? They're like, well, they just sent us as an emergency. And I was like, I told them it looked like a fucking boa. And the girl goes, and she grabs this little pronger thing. It yeah. has two fucking fangs at it. She tries to grab it from the body. The snake turns. She punctures its two cheeks hard. Like, oh. I feel so bad. She the still, girl's two cheeks? No, no she uh, punctured the, snake. the snake's cheeks. Oh, and it okay. started leaking blood. And it started doing this. And she goes, fuck it, let's throw it over the wall. I'm like, my wall? Yeah. 
boom, they flick it and it lands on the tree. And I'm like, it land on the tree. I'm okay. like, can y'all just leave? I'm, I'm not. I'll, I won't say anything. Happen, yeah, just what? Leave. Yeah, and I had to cut its head off with a fucking um, with a pruner just to end its misery because these two idiots. And then they never reported it. Like yeah, they found, yeah. We just stayed quiet. They're just trying was, to wing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt bad too. It was their first week. Why yeah. Would, why would they send some two two poor girls that were like literally ninety pounds or whatever? Yeah. To pick up a fucking eighty pound boa kind of thing. No. Nah, that's exactly. crazy so like but on hikes so far we've been lucky nah, it's been fun I'm we, not we trying to say oh I'm the deer. shit mm-hmm. or we're the shit we never gone through shit nah like luckily you know nothing's yeah. happened you know true yeah. true true and we gotta carry on tradition and go okay yeah. uh, uh, if we off trail and we're too drunk nah like we're not <laughs> stick on the trail you know yeah there's a probably the most fun hike I've been on. It's called Bridge to Nowhere out in uh, to Azusa. Remember, uh, Have you guys done that? His girl, no, uh, girl keeps recommending us to go there. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun, but it's a long ass hike. Uh, it's it's like four hours there. So Black Star, bro. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit longer than Black Star too. Oh shit, really? What what did you encounter there? Like, is there a lot? Of, is there a lot of like? Uh, you have to cross, incline. There's a big incline. It's the incline is not terrible. It's the walking through water. You do have to cross Whoa, back and forth okay. between the creek. You're forced, and right? You're forced. Yeah, it the deepest it probably goes knee deep. Oh. Um, it's not terribly deep, but it's bring some you know, fucking boots. Yeah, on. bring some boots oh, or yeah. some shoes that you don't mind getting wet. But yeah, I know bring, I'm gonna. <laughs> she's forcing him. Out. He's like, fuck that. Yeah, sticks no, but this was been this was been hiking in Canada, Thailand. This fucker's yeah. been through all the hikes. Oh, shit. If he can do it, yeah. Vancouver. Damn. Okay. I definitely recommend. How many hours was that? Eight hours total or something. Not a few mm-hmm. hours, but because we didn't stop. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. We didn't stop. But once it got to all the way to the top, like whoa! Like, uh, another little side note: it looks, um, everything looks fake. Yeah, Juan is—he's one of my closest friends from like, I think junior high, eighth grade, seventh yeah, grade, right? Yeah. And we just reconnected. And what's crazy is his one of his closest friends—that's a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jonathan Guerrero, Rio Green, is one of his closest friends. Oh, Chris. Okay. So what's crazy is. That this just, who became a professional fighter mm-hmm. so then we got him as security because mm-hmm. like, it's one of our closest trusted homies then our other homie that got out of the military uh, lead infantry 478th division um, he's been through Afghanistan we got oh, all that shit. shit we have him as our high end security so whenever we go to like big shows we come him and he's strapped and we, we, we just because we've had a lot of encounters where people try to like like at this festival we just had uh, we have nuts right yeah we have nuts some dudes were circling us like ready to like we didn't even know what was going on, huh? He noticed it first, yeah. and then our other homie, who's also a fighter, but he keeps it low, he goes, hey, these fools are circling us. And we're like, wait a minute. And then they just look at us, and they go, sup? And we're like, oh, shit, it's on now. Uh-huh. But then when our other homie pulls up, the military fool, pulls up in the big-ass truck, they walk away slowly. Yeah. And we're like, oh, shit, we were about to get into some shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's why it's always good being aware. It's and, always being aware. And his experience, he had on right, this doesn't right. feel right. This doesn't feel right. Or, yeah, bro. Energy. Yeah, yeah. We, we since high school, bro. We were chased by Jeffrey Street. Me and my homie. I wasn't even in in boys gang, and this dude was getting chased. Him and his cousins were getting chased by fucking Jeffrey Street, ABLS, BTS, and I was just getting chased with them for no reason. Damn, just because you're associated. Yeah, so that's how I, that's how I learned how to defend myself. We almost got we ju- we got jumped a couple times. We got hit with pipes. We got hit with chains. We still came back the next day to school. Yeah, just because we were from the hood of boys, they basically assumed. These three last foods that live in Leatris uh-huh. are in boys' game because they kick it with them. So mm-hmm. literally, we were basically getting all the fire from the other assholes. Yeah, they were basically in jail or whatever, and we had to deal with it. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't Imagine, fair, but it made it made it tough. Yeah, and one of his homies, he's like the last guy that is is in boys, and he's still trying to go to school and do his thing. But who got his ass beat every day and still showed up <laughs> second period or whatever with a fucked up eye. Yeah, like this. 
And we're like, dude, we're like, Porky, he was a big chubby guy. We're like, Porky, stop, bro. He's like, man, food, boys gang, dog. I was like, damn. <laughs> and then, and yeah, yeah. This, this dude didn't give up. Speaking and blow, eventually, dude. after two months of everybody beating his ass, like 10 different gangs, Rockabilly crews, Psychabilly crews, mm-hmm. even fucking graphers were jumping this dude. They finally respected him enough that mm-hmm. nobody touched him anymore. Dang. He was the only one from the most hated gang still walking all of Catella without wow. a fear. Mm-hmm. And that fool, that fool gave me a lot of motivation. I was like, this fucker's gotten his ass beat and jumped two months and probably beaten in the street where we didn't even see. Yeah. And he still showed up and now he has the respect of every fucking crew here. That's crazy. I wonder yeah. what he's up to now. Uh, he's in Mexico. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's, he has his own family and everything, but okay. this guy, this guy, this guy, fuck, man, he got, he got a beating for like, Let's just say he's one of the people I said, hey, this fucker doesn't give up and still keeps coming to school every day. Mm-hmm. Fucked up. No vergüenza. We can do anything. We yeah, can dress in anything. Stuff, yeah. Part of This part of the story, you know? Part of yeah, the development. Of yeah, mm-hmm. The experience. Yes, yeah, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Yeah. So going back to you guys' music, you guys mentioned that in 2011 you guys recorded your first song. What did that sound like, if you can recall? Ooh, uh, the first uh, song with him, I, I clearly remember it, you know. It was off a beat. Uh, do you listen to Talib Kweli? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. so Talib Kweli and uh, Mos Dev, they did a song called Just Begun. Mm-hmm. And okay. it has one of the first features that J. Cole came out on Ooh, and okay. J. Electronica. Yep. Yep. The yep. first signings of Rock Nation. Yep. They're the first two guys that Jay-Z signed to Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z, so I'm pretty sure Jay-Z pulls some moves and... Hey, let's get get you on a song get with Mos Def and yep. Mos Def and Talib Kweli. Mm-hmm. So it's that song. You ever hear it? It's high tech. He produced the beat, uh, just begun, mm-hmm. and then um, all four of them get down on it. You know, okay. And you know, it's all lyrical, but it was like, it was sick. You know, like it was it was dope as fuck with the beat and everything. But that beat, when I met him through MySpace, yeah, this was like, oh, I'm down to pull up to your house and everything because I'll record at my house. Mm-hmm. And then I was barely learning how to record music, but still with a young mentality, you know. So okay. So we did it with me and him. We wrote like probably, we did three songs that day. Yep. But mind you, like we did three songs that day because I didn't know what I was doing. And we didn't know each other. We just we just wanted yeah. to try out different yeah. shit. So and then Experiment. when you don't know what you're doing, you're having more fun. But the the mix is is, is not perfect. But you're just having fun. Putting yeah. Your, trying to put your voice on top of the beat, mm-hmm. but learning like. Oh, it doesn't really sound like it on the beat. The yeah. bass is over here. It doesn't sound sonically right. But right. we're just in the moment with the right energy, and then. We just clicked off like that, you know, like us mm-hmm. too. Like yeah. we just created songs, and he was there, like, "Hey, let's do this beat, let's do this beat," and then learning how to get our crap together, and then we started building the the mighty tribe was being born like that, you know, little okay. by little. Yeah. And then he would bring his other homies from the hood, and then, and then we're all just like, I, I will engage with them, you know, and then I would talk to them. I'm like, "Oh, the, all these guys went to Catella, mm-hmm. but these guys graduated like two years older than me, you know." Yeah, they but, basically all my food, all my all my homies that were, you know, when you graduate from high school, you, you kind of don't have a sense of direction. Yeah, you just kind of spiral. You either spiral out of control, or you spiral into a different path. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> that was kind of like my, kind of like my experimentation era, because uh, my dad had just got deported, so I had just become the man of the house. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of had to juggle work, music, and kind of started getting to fashion and working out little by little. But like, um, how could I put it? Um, I brought these guys into it because they were so pumped up and it's it's weird when you don't have any other responsibilities even your just your little hobby becomes yeah. like your you know and they were all so you could see it in their eyes literally we rolled to every show 14 heads deep and we always had like the reason we had now have security is cuz uh we had we had a couple of people we can't mention but they would threaten us on on Facebook. Yeah. And then our own homies would be like, "Pull up then. It's uh, 14 yeah. heads, motherfucker." Yeah. And then <laughs> nobody ever sudden, pulled up. Nobody ever. I was in like 
gangster homies that we would have, mm-hmm. the, we'll the report that we had, you know, being who we were, they'll be like, oh, hey, bro, if that quote, that comment on your on your post mm-hmm. says he's going to see you at the show, tell me, bro. I'll be there. I'll bring, yeah. I'll bring my tiger crew. Or sure bring, enough, bro, uh, yeah. I'm it, like, and it was damn, just... like, and we're not even asking for help. Right. We're not asking, hey, uh, ABLS, can you take care of us? F- or or this certain gang or whatever certain gang, can you take care of us? No. These guys were like, I feel like it was volu- you. Yeah, it was all voluntar- voluntarily mm-hmm. done. And that was beautiful, you know? Like, oh, like, damn, so the love is out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just got to be a real person and then just continue doing what you're doing. Yeah. And then they will defend you without even asking them. That's when you build good rapport, you know? Yeah. Everywhere you go, you're meeting the right people and then have good good energy with them and then they're going to def- they're gonna help you, you know? Right. And I was Especially like, Especially if you're right. easy going. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. True. There you go. What was your guys' first like uh, performance or concert that you guys? Uh, first performance, I believe. Um, it was one that we organized with Quest. Uh, well, I went with Quest, uh, which was our he was our videographer before uh, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a homie I knew since like me and him knew since like fucking seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he was literally like me, except he was more into the art of it. Mm-hmm. He was literally a, a, a punker. He was a, a, a basically the, those guys the exact same copy of what you would see James Hetfield 1983 mm-hmm. Metallica him so basically he was into hip hop rock everything we were into but this guy kind of like um how could I put it um he oh, for, how could I put it he he was so he was so into he was so into the the vision and we kind of like I think we were too we were too much for him. I guess mm-hmm. you, can you know when you're like, you feel like your boss is like giving you too much work to handle. Yeah. Okay. And you feel, and your boss, it's because he's trusting you with all this, right? Overwhelmed. Not he, yeah, but yeah. he's like, hey, this guy's good. He can handle this. Yeah. Then I'll give him a raise later. We literally, from a show we put together out of the fucking back of our ass, me and Crackshell, um, which is one of the originals, we put in about a thousand two hundred dollars cash to this warehouse right there by uh, Cattell High School okay. just to see what would happen yeah we threw a warehouse show we invited all these big bands Hands One which he used to be with Fora um, fucking uh, a crew from our uh, hood which was Legion Gang and a couple other people and just to make the show like uh, let's say for people to yearn for it mm-hmm. especially the girls we put Hands One at the very top of the bill okay. and Gremlin worked out beautifully we got stopped like three times by the cop because of, of the noise but it was in a really nice warehouse. At the end of the day, let's just say I had a big old box of, uh, you know, those little uh, little Debbie uh, honey buns. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I had I had like uh, probably like twenty two hundred dollars cash in that shit oh, from just shit. ticket sales. Dang. People literally telling their friends as they went, "Hey, um, there's a big show going on," and that was our first show. And everybody got paid beautifully, and at the end we told Quest, "Hey man, since you've been doing good with the promotion, we bought him a five hundred dollar." Uh, drawing tablet oh nice but that's when we kind of saw that we went too far huh? yeah. we yeah. spoiled him too much yeah where he started lagging started making up shit that he, mm-hmm. he yeah, couldn't like, finish i felt like i was bothering him yes yeah. but bro for example I'm just asking for my for my cover for my watch for, for example uh, it's it's a big difference now that i see it because for example his little brother uh-huh. it's our little brother he's our new creative director right mm-hmm. he literally tells us what he's gonna do and we're the literally the one going one's going hey hold on hold on yeah yeah but we love it that guy instead we had to go dude do this is this how you like it and we could tell he took like five minutes on it yeah that's where we knew uh, we, sh- we shouldn't have given him too much from the beginning yeah. Yeah. but all these are lessons you know you learn yeah it's it's our story of bossing up and learning how to get the right people right yep. you know and then 
making sure that they get paid more than we do like yeah like we know what we're doing it for you know the money's not important Mm -hmm. yeah but you i want to make sure you get fed i want to make sure that you're doing good that you're good Mm -hmm. because i mean we thought like sometimes it was like friendship love but when you grow up man you understand that friendship love it don't mean shit right because everybody has to pay bills someone's baby mama's bitching at them or someone's mama's telling them like you still you're still making music like come on get to work you know Mm -hmm. real life real life is like right there like like coming down on you you know and some people we've been fortunate enough some people make it through the hole some people don't you know right it's all it's all love though you know yeah and i think that's the biggest thing about like being in your 20s like a lot of people are just still trying to figure it out right and they just like you said life happens whether it's like baby stuff Mm -hmm. you know college stuff moving stuff yeah you know parents splitting up stuff that kind of thing but it's better that you guys have those experiences when you're younger and you guys are just trying to get established versus you know you guys are 15 years in the game and then that mistake happens yeah. or something like or, that you know uh, you sign that big contract deal and then you have 100 k advance and all of a sudden oh hey I, I deserve more I deserve more right it's, it's, it's about finding the right people to know like when the money really really comes in mm-hmm. like it's everybody knows their place and everything you know because like, uh, yeah. the money is gonna fuck with your head a lot you know yeah oh hell yeah and especially people that don't make right decisions in their life mm-hmm. to where now they're negative 10,000 in debt Mm-hmm. made up 20,000 so now it's fuck you it's all about me yeah I don't care yeah. you're not paying my bills mm-hmm. I'm like oh, alright then man mm-hmm. you know it is what it is you know yeah and definitely money makes people greedy but I think sometimes too depending where you grew up or how you grew up yeah man you don't understand the concept of like saving mm-hmm. how to take care of things Cause then yeah, they, they, don't, they don't teach us any of that in school man they don't right. teach us how mm-hmm. to organize mm-hmm. a bank account they don't teach us hey when you when you uh, literally graduate high school, go get a summer job. Yeah. Start saving up to maybe get your own apartment, uh, yeah. your first car. You know. Nothing. None of that. None of that. Yeah. We all depend on our parents. You know that it's true that meme that they post where it goes when your mom finally puts you on the phone to make your own doctor's appointment. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're like, fuck. Man. Yeah, like, yeah. What do I say? Yeah. What do I say? And and literally, our parents. A lot of our parents are Latinos. How the hell do they do it? Yeah. How, uh, one of the biggest motivations. I'm like, my mother came here at 15 she knows no English mm-hmm. has her own pad helped me establish my own business mm-hmm. she has her husband how the hell did they do it knowing only one fucking language that isn't even that wasn't even too evolved yet right in the 1990s you know here. Mm-hmm. that's why I'm like no if they can do it that means there's no excuse for yeah the seats yeah, yeah if Emin- for example if Eminem uh, didn't pass high school didn't pass ninth grade three times failed it mm-hmm. and then just dropped out and became what he became mm-hmm. I'm like bro nah I shouldn't be complaining man of what I'm going through you know this yeah. is a piece of cake DMX with a dog 14 already like being introduced to crack cocaine and everything pobrecito like he had to go through that shit yeah. and they put him on that shit and he's already becoming what he has he has to rob people and everything I'm like nah I'm not complaining then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining you know that meme where like oh when your mom tells you how she got to school yeah. and, and they're like in a big mountain and then it's like a big journey it's like Lord of the Rings yeah yeah I'm like yeah that's that's our parents you know like mm-hmm. so I'm like alright I can't complain because they're gonna tell me fucking man up man yeah you didn't go yeah. what th- you yeah. didn't go what I, th- I went through yeah this is nothing you, all you gotta do is go to school or get a job just don't be on drugs don't get hooked up too much on it mm-hmm. do what you gotta do I'm like alright I can't complain man yeah. our parents are real ones you know mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if it's because like social media or something but like I feel like a lot of people are just have got more self-centered and they think like their problems are the hardest whatever it may be that they're going yeah, through exactly. but that's why I like doing podcasts like this or listening to stuff like this because you hear other people's stories and you're just like damn like you said like you know selling crack at 14 or something like that or 
you know, my grandparents immigrated here from Mexico and mm-hmm. hearing their like stories and their struggles, not knowing oh, like yeah. English it motivates you, man. in the sixties, you know, that's a lot of different time periods mm-hmm. to come over. And racism, yeah. all that shit they had segregation. Mm-hmm. They had to deal with a lot of shit in the fifties and sixties. Exactly. Now. So it's it's completely different, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think because we're so like self centered though, we don't hear those experiences and then we think, Oh, poor me, like until, oh, we, I, until I, we go through it, right? Until yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> until we go through it. But I, I definitely think like hearing more stories, like I really like Gary Vee. I don't know if you guys know who that Dude, is. Uh, that's bro. our boy, huh? <laughs> Alex is the one that put us on that for yeah, motivational that, sp- that guy. Do you listen to Ben Shapiro? You guys know Ben Shapiro? No, I don't know. No, I don't listen. Literally that guy they call him a human argument. So yeah. this guy, they make in his in the YouTube comments because he goes to colleges uh-huh. just to see who can challenge him. Right? Mm. There's always that smartass that, that literally won't mm. give up and won't even appreciate. He literally will tell you, "Thank you for your comment. Can you move on?" No, no, no. I have this other thing. He mm. literally will admit defeat if mm-hmm. he does, which is rare. But people, it's it, sh- it just shows you how mature he is. Have gone to three different universities, learning. Um, politics debate, learning debate, debate yeah. learning how to speak yeah and you see the immaturity of all these college kids and, you, and they think they're all that yeah and you go damn dude fucking um he puts them in their place respectfully yeah and still without like um how do you say without any animosity towards let's say if they were talking shit on one of his uh his stands one of yeah. his projects or stands yeah um nunca you could tell he's professional as fuck he always yeah. keeps a serious face Mm-hmm. That's one of my main guy, and the guy that puts that sign that says, "Uh, uh, uh argue with no." What does it say? Change my mind. Change my mind. Oh yeah, the change my mind guy. It's my shit, bro. Yeah, it's my shit. Yeah, doesn't mean. And then also, man, like we watched like Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, Republican. Mm-hmm. That guy, the so change my mind guy, Republican. Mm-hmm. And maybe their views are not the same as ours, but I really get enjoy. I really enjoy like watching Teachers the debate. Talk, yeah. How. How you how you do what you do elegantly right. and very professional and don't get mad don't get don't let the emotions get to you yeah like when he's talking about abortion or something or whatever like very controversial topics and you see how the college students get and then I'm like damn dude you go to college and that's how you act mm-hmm. when you can't really like uh, articulate what you're trying to say or right. this was just beating you in a debate <laughs> you know what I mean I'm like oh damn it made yeah. me really humble myself you know. Just because you go to college, just because you have a degree, doesn't mean, doesn't shit. mean shit. Right? Doesn't mean shit, man. Yeah. Because there's real ones that don't even have education. That when it comes to real shit, they're paying for it. You know, mm-hmm. when their mom's sick, they're paying for it. Not not some kid that goes to school and then thinks he's a shit and doesn't have to pay dues anymore. You know? Right. And it's and always it's always about the conversation as well. Yeah. Because you know, two different views. Obviously, everybody has their own lives. Mm-hmm. And how do you think war starts when they don't have a conversation? Right. With, you know? yeah. yeah. So it's agree to disagree. You don't have to agree, but it's always good to have that conversation. Yeah. Right. I think that's the thing we're losing, right? And I think we mentioned college, but even people who go to college don't always take those debate classes or learn how to communicate. That should be something that's taught in high school or even middle yeah, school. Have those platforms. Speaking, yeah, because I took a debate class in community college mm-hmm. and like that really helped me hear the other argument out, right? Like no matter what, if they disagree with me, I can hear them out. Don't get ahead of yourself and exactly. don't be that person that's literally just waiting to respond. You know? Yeah, exactly. Listen to understand versus listening to respond. Yeah, that's yeah. why like also, bro, like these past 10 years, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll bump heads, bro. Me yeah. And yeah, yeah, of course. And... And he would show me, like, hey, bro, let me talk, bro. Now it's my turn to talk. And yeah. I'll be like, fuck, bro. Yeah, because we're beginning, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. every, everybody within a family or uh, when you've been close enough for so long, mm-hmm. one of you is going to have, uh, like, let's say you have a heated argument. Mm-hmm. You have to give each other a turn to talk. Yeah. Just like every, I've learned that in relationships. Uh, we, we all, obviously, we all feel like every man feels like an alpha male. Mm-hmm. But when you're with a woman, mom, girlfriend, wife, 
you have to show them the same respect as you would show a man. Yeah. You can't just go, because oh, I'm a man, I'm going to talk over you. Right, right, right. You know, that's not what mama taught us. So, yeah. So now, if you just show that kind of respect towards anybody, towards anybody you come across, mm-hmm. the same as you talk to women, you talk to men, then you'll be fine in the future, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah, and I had an altercation like that at work where I got into it with, I didn't even get into it, she got into it with me. Here we go. Because oh, there was some miscommunication. I work at a school district after school program mm. and the PE teacher came out, started yelling and I remember all the kids, because it's middle school kids, you know, they were like, oh, like, you know, they fight, fight, fight and, you know, I'm like, bro, oh, it's not like shit. that. But I remember at the end of the day, she ended up looking worse because every time I tried to talk, she would like cut me off, you yeah, know, and I let her finish go. whatever she would say, and I say, "All right, can I talk now?" And you were and calm. I would start, and I would calm, and then she would blabber, blabber, blabber more. And I remember Damn. the principal, like or the vice principal, he was like, "Hey, thank you for handling that really well." And you look good in front of the her. kids, yeah. bro. You look good in front of the exactly because you know that's that's the biggest thing. I and think that was like the most valuable experience they can get from that is just like, "Hey, can you hear the other side out?" And then also not feed into because I think she at the end of the day too, she was trying to, you know, she was trying to tempt me into it, draw me into that. That's she was like getting all yeah, <laughs> getting all riled up. No, you're and, good you know, for that, bro. And she's yeah. a tenure teacher. She's like an older like. You know, What's her excuse? That yeah. means she wasn't taught properly, or she right. didn't take the correct classes in high school. Yeah. To be ready for such a position. Yeah. Right. And adding on to something that's relevant right now, you guys watch the debates and you yeah. see how Donald Trump portrayed himself, man. And I'm like, all right, bro. Now I get why you're losing support from the states that uh, that won you the. De- when you the uh, the election, election in yeah, 2016, 16, yeah. I'm like, bro, you're not portraying yourself right. Mm-hmm. He, you wouldn't let Biden talk, or yeah. Pence wouldn't let Kamala Harris talk, or something, you know. And then, and I was like, all right, man, you guys are not doing this right, man. Because mm-hmm. they were like kids you, out you there. You would have your people back you up if you come in like a real one, bro. You know? <laughs> and let her talk, or let him talk. Mm-hmm. You have your, you have your, you have your strengths too. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump, could, you know, but no, it was just very childish. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I get why you're losing this state. You know, I get I get why that red state turned blue, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was like, OK, yeah, you know, it just handle everything mature. And then because at the end of the day, people are watching, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like that Jay-Z bar, you know, on um, on Renegade with Eminem, mm-hmm. like the blueprint. He goes, never, never argue with a fool because people from a distance will know who is who. Yeah. You're just going to look at two clowns. Yeah. I'm not trying to argue with you, man, because someone from over there is going to think I'm, I'm a clown just like you. Right. Because you're stooping down to his level. Yeah, exactly, right. man. And that Jay-Z bar like left an impression on me I'm like alright bro that's why sometimes I don't I don't engage in arguments cause I, I'm not trying to look like a clown man yeah. I know everybody has different views and different this then go bro live your life bro like this world is like it's, it's much bigger than society bro like, mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day we're, we're part of the animal kingdom you know yeah. so I'm like nah do, do what you want to do bro because I'm not here to, to be a clown bro I don't have clown makeup yeah. I'm trying to buy clown shoes and the wig you know and the little nose you know yeah you know, I go through enough clown shit with women, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know? And I feel like at the end of the day, too, like, like our lives, not to be, like, minimalistic and shit, mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme of things, whether it's, like, the earth, the universe, like, our Earth's. lives are so minor on the grand scale yeah. of everything. And yeah, and I blame mean, society. I blame society because we're born into it, you know? Yeah. Where women want to look fucking, like, models. Well, like we're dying. conditioned for it. Yeah. yeah we're conditioned. And, and it sucks, man, because, you know, like, at the end of the day, that's why you see tribes, men men from tribes, they don't kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Because they're one with the universe, you know. Right. They're, you know, they. Oh, speak, yeah. You know, they, you don't hear about Native Americans killing themselves mm-hmm. back then. No, when we entered the society that we're in now, now you're you're on Instagram seeing, oh damn, that fight the bitches. Yeah. But I'm over here with nothing, getting yeah. red, left on red, or look at that fool's body, or look at her body. How mm-hmm. come I can't look yes. like that? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like negative energy, but at the end of the day, you need to recycle that. Yeah. Remember, remember what Guru, remember what Guru of, Guru of Gangstar said. Um, 
one really good thing that uh, it'll help you in the development of like raising your kids or like raising yourself if your parents aren't around. Remember he says it. If we don't funnel the school with wisdom and honesty, mm-hmm. the sins of the father will visit the children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. basically, the same mistakes that that's why a lot of people that if their father was an alcoholic, their mother was an alcoholic, drug addict, they yeah. don't they either do they either yeah they either decide from the beginning I'm not going to do anything straight edge mm-hmm. I don't want to be like my parents. Or they get into the same cycle. It's right. genetic. It's yeah. it's basically it's your path. You know? Yeah, me and Juan, we were doing a job uh, probably like two weeks ago, and he'll tell he'll tell me how he has a friend that that when he told him, "Hey man, when you um when you have, when you have money and you have your kid, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna like raise them to be like to be not like you?" Nah, and and mm-hmm. his friend told him, you know, like, "Hey, not trying to put you on blast, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but he says, nah, I'm gonna make my kid work hard.'" For shit, I'm not gonna give him shit. Yeah, but I'm gonna make him work hard for his shit. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's isn't that reverse parenting? Yeah, cause my dad went, my dad did all the bad stuff in, in life for me to not go through the bad, the bad right. stuff in life. You know, mm-hmm. true, and for true, me true. to carry on. And when my kid comes out uh, into this into the world, I'm gonna put him in a better position than I was in with my dad. Yeah, you know, to build up, you know, to build generational wealth and everything. Mm-hmm. And and some some kids they grow up bitter. So when their kids come out, they're like, nah, man, yeah. do what I have to do. Right. Yeah, but that's not the point, man. Yeah, and that's that, that creates a generational gap, yeah, right? Exactly. There's all these older right. heads that are especially like in head of government, head of colleges, yeah, etc. And they're like, Oh, like all you, you know, generation Z or millennials are whining you, and it's Yeah, like, when you have your kid growing and you got money, bro, mm-hmm. like of course you're gonna give them whatever you want, spoil them, mm-hmm. but you got to teach them the morals, you know, you got to teach them, bro, I did all this, so you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I have all this money, but that doesn't mean you're a rich kid that you're gonna go to school and say, Oh, my dad's rich, your dad's poor. Mm. No, none of that, man. Be respectful everywhere you go mm. and understand, like, okay, um, I have money. I was born in this position. I need to do better to carry on everything, you know? Because I'm not trying to be a statistic. I'm not trying to be what Donald Trump says that Latinos are. Yeah, Are like, we're just criminals coming, bro. Right. Like, it is what it is, bro. Like, we're all trying to run away from everything. And we're trying to run away from the life that Mexico has, that Honduras has, mm-hmm. El Salvador, Guatemala. Like, yeah. There's killers out there, bro. Like, yeah. And they don't understand. They they think that here in the United States, oh, everybody's living it good. People in Europe, bro, I went to Europe last year. I went to Europe. And then I got to understand, like, this is what people think about us uh, in the United States. I'm like, bro, if you live in Cali, if you live in Los Angeles, like, bro, it's not it's not star life out there, bro. No. You need to have two jobs, maybe one hustle, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little scam. Some girls have, like, the hidden OnlyFans <laughs> yeah, yeah. that they're getting money, you know, or selling feet pics or something. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have extra shit you gotta, mm-hmm. to even live here. Why do you think people mm-hmm. leave to, like, Kansas, leave to Ohio? Yeah. Because they, they know they have to get their money up somewhere else, yeah. you know? And so it's, like, very hard, but it's a privilege to live in Cali, you know? Yeah. You know, and then I'm like, okay... Uh, we gotta understand like every the whole world doesn't know about it, but we need to do what we have to do, right? And carry on tradition and being the men that we are, you know. Yeah, but going back to like the perception of like other people on the U.S., I think that showed too even during like the pandemic, right? Yeah, and like facts, our numbers were going up higher than a lot of Fuck, other countries yeah. and our ignorance and stuff like yeah. that kind of kept. We had that up. rebel mentality. Yeah, and it, it came from stealing people's shit, bro. Yeah, I mean America, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we that's so it's all about freedom so what about yeah so too much, about, like where's the line exactly, drawn bro. you know yeah, yeah, so you're telling people out on Newport Beach they don't have their mask on out there yeah they're like I don't give a fuck with my freedom and this and this but I'm like bro you got you I, got I, I, I heard a guy say oh I would not put this muzzle on my face I'm like muzzle, muzzle? what the what, fuck what, do you think but the fact that our, our rebel mentality fucked us over because now our shit got is still getting hit right now I have family members right now still getting hit with coronavirus Hopefully God protects them and everything, keeps them strong during everything, you know? Yeah. 
and but fuck man you know like we're kind of built with that why do you think china like they're did china already fix their problem uh it's, they right. have like they have surges i mean they they wiped it out pretty good i watched some games beginning. i watched some soccer games where they're already letting people in yeah I'm europe like, too oh. yeah well yeah that's what i'm talking about in europe, europe you know because yeah. over there EPA. they probably humble themselves their people like hey all right if we're not gonna come out okay lockdown okay let's do this yeah and then finally they could do their thing but but right now but i'm not saying europe is perfect because europe is right. messing up right now because yeah. watch soccer everybody's getting injured right now yeah. we're more because they want to still make money but the schedule is different now uh-huh. where the summer was for the breaks the summer is for national soccer uh-huh. the euro is supposed to happen euro 2020 uh-huh. they got skipped and now they're on the season again no breaks uh-huh. so now everybody's getting injured people are getting coronavirus cristiano ronaldo yeah, coronavirus he missed the game against barcelona right and why because they're still playing and they're still going out from different countries to different countries because in champions league you need to go to england you need to go to yeah. italy to play if you're a team from spain mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh man sometimes they're stubborn the greed is there yeah. bro it's the greed and then i'm mm-hmm. like that means we have to like still deal with this in 2021 yeah it looks like it because I know, like, at least here in the States, MLS and NBA did the whole bubble idea, right? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they were pretty successful mm-hmm. as far as, like, not having a lot of COVID cases. Mm-hmm. But, like, you look at the NFL, MLB, like, college football is terrible right now. They had, like, mm-hmm. 16 games canceled just this weekend alone. And it's because, like, they're they're just like, oh, we're going to keep doing it the way we used to, just no fans or less fans. But, you know, these kids are, or whether they're kids or professionals, they're going out, still getting COVID, and passing it on to teammates and yes. you know, forcing games you to get canceled. You don't know where they're going now the before. It's fucking it up, yeah. But, like, really, yeah. if really everyone shows. invested in that bubble idea, mm-hmm. whether it's in Europe or wherever, like, any league, <sighs> look at the NBA. Like, they had no cases. Mm-hmm. I think the MLS had a few in the first week, but then they were good. Yeah. You know, it, it's so I think just some leagues are stubborn. And I get it sometimes resource-wise. You know, I get ticket sales is a big part of, like, their whole companies and organization. But, yeah, it's just kind of crazy, like, how... No man, ignorant. No. Some people are. You know, it's sick that you're you're into that uh, whole thing of a uh, because a lot of people that um, let's say that let's say your your main focus is like uh, well if, if I would say interviewing, what do you most likely? It's it's just general or do you? I try to give it general, but I have more experience and reps with sports for sure. Yeah. So so would you say um, it's a. Do you think it's worth even trying to get people into the stadiums right now, or would it be worth just staying at home and let's recover first for a while and, yeah. and let's push that instead, or should we still keep trying to push getting in people? I know they're losing money. Yeah, I know, I know the sports are, but you think it's worth more staying safe and people? Yeah, it is worth more staying safe. They ha- they have to get creative with other ways to market, right? Like if you have, you know, if like teams right away when COVID first started came out with like team colored masks. It's not going to make up entirely what they would get from uh, ticket well, we sales, adjust, we but that's adjust. a you know whole another lane they can go through, right? And yes, just sir. different care packages and stuff like that. There's other marketing ways. I still think people were like, oh, because you know when they first told us we have to shut down, it was like two weeks and we'll be good, right? Then if, and, and then it got to a month and a month and a half, but people are always thinking like, all right, like we only have to do it for a little bit more. And even when they're doing it, it's like half ass. It's so half ass, right? <laughs> like if they said, hey, like we're gonna lock down till Labor Day. You know what I mean? From March when they first said it, they would have had better plans and sports teams wouldn't have suffered as bad, I think. But, you know, just a lot of people, like I said, are stubborn. It comes down to at the end of the day, they were stubborn. They didn't want to change from their old ways because it's been successful. Like, oh, we want to get fans as quickly as possible. But it's like, yo, even if you get fans like 20 percent, that's not going to do a whole lot of like ticket sales, you know. So what else are you going to do? Like come up with creative ways. It's it's about being, you know, Gary Vee talks about all the time too, like being quick to adjust. 
business wise, personality wise, family wise. You know, a lot of people lost homes too. You no, know, dude. so what do you what, what can you do? Like, how can you adjust? On you the, have to figure it toes? out. Yep, that's what life is. And what what do animals do um, over time when they have to adjust to a certain environment? Yeah, they adapt. either they either they either they adapt or they evolve certain. Uh, like fish have evolution. evolved yeah. yeah evolution there you go yeah, yeah. that's what's beautiful man uh, just like that we have to adapt in society mm-hmm. yeah but what does that mean also that doesn't mean that everybody evolves right there's animals that have to get killed Darwin went to that, that island right he understood that there were some finches that were, that were dying because their beaks weren't strong enough to, right. to crack open the new, right. the new corns yep. or the new acorns or whatever the new seeds mm-hmm. so they'll die so man it sucks you know like people are not gonna evolve but I'm ready to evolve you know right we're Latinos, bro. Like, yeah, we had yeah. to come here just learning Spanish, bro. And we'll be like, uh, dame el numero uno. Yeah. You know, like, they don't even know, like, it's, it's a Big Mac or something. we get the combo, no. Yeah. But we had just had to, like, get through it, you know. Like, uh, we're glad we have that warrior spirit, you know, that, that we'll, we'll find a way, you know. Yeah, the tribe spirit. No right? pasa nada, you know. Yeah. When they say that, you know, like, all right, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And the same, it's happening, you know. We're, we're being part of evolution, you know. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully by 2021, our government has more things on check and everything yeah. and they humble themselves bro because a lot Hell of people yeah. have died bro yeah and i think that's why donald trump couldn't win that shit because he's forever going to be tainted as the guy that the coronavirus right the he president started, the but he made it worse right yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it sucks for him but yeah bro he couldn't handle the situation better yeah and at the end of the day come on he wasn't even a politician to begin with you know yeah so he probably wasn't even prepared for the job you know mm-hmm you know when it comes to that you know and it is what it is but yeah now we're on to the new, to the new guy and let's see hopefully he he really backs up everything he, he was about you know right you know just because it's blue i'm like doesn't mean it's a w i'm like mm-hmm. nah, bro talk your shit bro mm-hmm. if biden if you, if you say you're the shit and you don't want trump more then let's see it yeah i've si, si verga, you know like he's really the shit bro i yeah. want to see it you know because i i don't like to believe any of these guys you mm-hmm. know and I don't, you know, like I don't, like, I don't feel like a clown, bro. And mm-hmm. the internet helped us not become clowns. See through all this shit. I read the books. I read what we had to do to to get to get um, all these states. Mm-hmm. I read what Cali uh, was in Mexico, mm-hmm. and I read what I read all that shit. And I'm like, so this is what we're all about, you know? Mm-hmm. Just jacking people shit and being tough guy. Yeah. America. I'm like, all right then, bro. Like, but let's fucking learn from this shit, bro, and mm-hmm. understand like. We're all rebels, bro, out here. <laughs> so of course now that's gonna fuck up. People don't want to stay healthy and everything, you know. But yeah, it is what it is, you know. I feel that. Yeah. But you gotta take care of your family, bro, because because yep. you might have a, your OGs all old and everything. You don't want him to get shit. You know, mm-hmm. when when that shit started, we we're we're doing a higher than heaven, louder than hell. Mm-hmm. But me me and Skin, we're still going to Hollywood to go record out there, bus all nighters and everything. Mm-hmm. My dad would be tripping out. My dad would be like, hey. No me traigas algo que me va a enfermar yo, yeah. you know? I'm like, oh, and then I'll have that shit. Like, when I'm faded, I'll be thinking about that shit. <laughs> kind of feeling kind of, like, guilty about yeah. it on some real shit, you know? And yeah. I'll be like, fuck, man. But, you know, l- luckily, we didn't bring anything back, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and we're out there, you know? And then it, it really, like, it built up our energy for recording that album, you know? Because mm-hmm. that album is the Higher Than Heaven or Hell. That's the album that transitioned us from just a backyard, a, a, stu- a garage band mm-hmm. to a to a studio rappers, you know, mm-hmm. studio rappers, you know, understanding like the mixtapes we all have, the good, bad, and ugly, uh, hip hop and heartbreaks, bang slam jam, all those mix, gif and the curse, mm-hmm. all those, all those albums were all created in our in my home. Yeah, you know, but now higher than heaven, that or hell was the transition to. Okay. It's like jumping the border, you know. Yeah. L- like all right, this is what we <laughs> have to do. These engineers may may think we're not that good because it probably takes fifty takes to do a verse. Mm-hmm. 
getting the right cadence, getting the right performance. And so I was like, all right. And then that's what transitioned us to now to the new one where we, we networked, you know, met the right engineers. Yeah. Engineers that are already just living off engineering. These ones are not like they, part-time engineers. These guys are real ones, you know. They're getting paid because they're, they're recording uh, whoever, you know, recording uh, C-level artists, you know, B-level artists that are, already have money, you know, already have management to, to pay for shit and everything. And then it helped us boss up. And like this, if this engineer is recording for these guys, I don't want to look like a clown in front of this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make sure I have my money right, and boom, here two fifty for the mix, fifty bucks extra for tip. Yeah. Thank you, bro. And I'm and and I'll buy you lunch too. Don't even trip. Yeah. I'll blaze you out too. <laughs> don't even trip. You know, you yeah. want some drink, uh, and he'll, the engineer probably don't, don't want to drink drink. Right. But he'll probably want to blaze it, you know, and he's there in his mix. Mm -hmm. And oh, you you need an hour to finish up our song? Go ahead, bro. We're gonna go get something to eat or blaze yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And, true, true, and true. that really like helped us man up, you know. To be honest, you know. That's yeah. true. How'd you guys come up with the name for that album? Uh, you got that. Uh, Motley Crew. Oh, uh, one word. Well, well, one band, Motley Crew. Uh, there's this album that's called Theater of Pain. Just I'm just gonna put it in layman's terms. Well, not simplify it. Molly Crew, 1985, 1983, I mean 1984, Vince Neil kills one of the lead band members of Hanoi Rocks. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates him, he goes to jail for 21 days, only serves 12, everybody hates him more because he literally, just because he's a rock star, he basically paid off $2 million to not go to jail Damn. over murdering Damn. a nigga during DUI. Damn. And that didn't uh, put him down, Molly Crew literally went up, but they were all dealing with heroin addiction, 85, right? Yeah. And that's when they dropped a song that I really like because I just like what they talk about called yeah. Louder Than Hell. Uh -huh. And then I just added the higher than. Ooh, okay. That's pretty simple as that. Yeah. yeah Molly Crew, though. If you guys ever get a chance, uh, look up their movie or, uh -huh. or read, the their, book, read their It's books. on Netflix, yeah. yeah. The book is really descriptive. Machine Gun Kelly, he's Tommy Lee in, in the movie. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, and that was his first yeah, acting yeah. gig. Oh, shit. After his old, like, little beef with that. And now he's a rocker and shit. Yeah. He got into it. Yeah, yeah. And it made me understand it about the industry, bro. Like, Okay, like MGK has a beef with Eminem, mm -hmm. and he's like the scapegoat. Like Eminem needed, needed to show the world he's that lion. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just need that victim to kill, mm -hmm. and let the whole world see it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like MGK just became the scapegoat. Like, hey, bro, I'll, I'll go in and diss this fool Eminem, mm -hmm. and you know he made the rap devil song, you know, yeah. which is a great diss. And then I'm like, all right, so now it feels like this industry is, is making us see Eminem, the lion that he is doing a kill because yep. mm. the new generation never saw Eminem kill, kill a rapper right we only know that because we've seen him kill yeah. like, have beef with the sores beef with Benzino yeah. beef with cannabis and everything bro but the, the new world never that's right. why these kids were kind of like uh, is this Eminem this is the rap guy you guys yeah yeah and they never didn't they accept understand, it right. but I felt like the industry wanted to show him killing someone you know right and he did with the kill shot yeah. but look what MGK did MGK all that extra publicity he took that shit, went went acting, right, and also created a pop punk album. Uh -huh. Great networking, bro, because he got all this extra clout. Right, his attention, right. Yeah, and now he's dating Mich Megan. Uh, uh, what's the Megan one from Fox. Uh, Megan Fox? Oh, correct. Okay. And now, yeah, I'm like, yeah. now oh, he shit. leveled up. <laughs> what what we think was an L for him? Yeah. Nah, man. This yeah. like started meeting new people. You, you just don't know behind the scenes, you know. Right. Or his man, his agent. He's like, hey, bro, we're getting a lot of gigs. Yeah. You want to okay. do acting? He's a good artist in general. You know yeah, I mean? a good yeah. artist in general. You know, he, people would say, oh, he's trash, but nah, he's providing for his family. He has he, his own lane, he, too. He, yeah, you know? exactly. He's unique. Bro. He doesn't sound like anybody else. That, he's bro. a one-on-one. -on because -one. then you see, you've seen MGK. I don't listen to a lot of MGK, to mm -hmm. keep it real with you. But I see, I saw his come up. I saw how he used to be. He was like those white kids that grew up in the calle and everything, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and with a lot of drugs and gangsters and probably people that jack people, mm -hmm. you know, or drug dealers. 
And I'm like, bro, you made it out, bro. Like, like enjoy the shit, bro. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you, you have, you're providing for your daughter and everything, bro. Like, that's real shit, bro. I don't yeah. care about all this that you diss one of my favorite rappers. I don't care about that, bro. As long as you're doing good for your family, feel like good, bro. You know. Yeah. Cause I don't wanna hate. You know, I, that shit comes back to you, bro. I feel that. Karma's yeah. a bitch. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Now that you guys are album is out, what are some other projects or songs that you guys are working on? Right now, um, actually, like, um, what we're doing right now is Higher Than Heaven, Ladder Hell was our first, like, um, you know, like, studio, real studio shit, not, not just, oh, we in the studio, fam. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real studio now, you know, with mixer boards and everything. And then, um, so right now, like, okay, the sins of uh, the past 10 years, things that we didn't do to really bring up Mighty Tribe, how we thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. on some Wu-Tang shit, like, we understood, you know, like, okay, we have to learn more of the business, bro. Me and Skin, we finally cultivated the the, the sound mm-hmm. and the style. Like, we know how to cook. Yeah. We have our caldo de pollo, you know, <laughs> hey, how we yeah, want you, right? We got the seasoning. But now, bro, <laughs> what do you need left? W- once you have your sound, you need to learn how to run it like a business. Mm-hmm. Some people some people learn, bro. Some people already know what's up, and they get the, the rich drug dealers or the gangster fools to, like, put in the money. Yeah. You know, and that's how you see a lot of gangster rappers that those fools are actually, like, um, like they got the money but they're not they don't got the money man they got that rich drug dealer food that they're just putting in all the, all the cash and everything mm-hmm. and cleaning up the money right and everything okay so we didn't do that we just wanted to get, keep getting better and it was maybe a sin of mine thinking like oh if you're good you're gonna get known mm-hmm. just thinking that but you know how it is man there's years bro where you can't level up bro mm-hmm. you stagnate and i felt i stagnated sometimes mm-hmm. skin sk- stagnated I bet you stagnate sometimes. Yeah. You couldn't level up. And oh, sometimes yeah. you got to go through pain to level up. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm ready for that sometimes, you know? <laughs> like, I don't want to have someone die just for me to level up. Right. Nah, man. I'm, that's why, like, I humbled myself every year I got older and I understood, I understood, like, what I really wanted. I don't want fame. Mm-hmm. I don't care about being on this top 10 list of being rappers. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm going to kill it on every beat I get on, you know? Mm-hmm. With my energy because I know that I'm, I'm unique. Uh, as you are too unique, to, you, you're unique too, you know? Right. Juan is unique. Right. Uh, number nine is unique, you know. Yeah. Jo- George is unique, you know. Everybody's unique, bro. You just gotta learn how to level up, bro. You right. Know? And and read and so right now, like Russ helped me, Nipsey helped me mm. understand this business and understanding what I really wanted to do. Right. I don't I don't want to leave my family and fucking be famous and yeah. and have have my dad like read his own mail and doesn't even know Sp- English. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Barely even knowing Spanish, bro. Like we come, from, we're not from the cities and in, in, in Mexico and Honduras, bro. We're from the villages, bro. Mm-hmm. We're like we're kind of shy, like when people come around, like yeah. you know, you're on dirt roads, bro. <laughs> all that shyness, and we're just one generation apart, bro. Mm-hmm. So all that shit, like, so all this fame, like, I don't want that extra, extra attention. It's kind of goofy sometimes, you know. I feel that. Like, oh, just throwing your cash around and everything, and yeah. it's not even your cash, bro. It's that drug dealer that's putting all the money in for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. playing, bro. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so yeah, so right now, okay, so going to your question, what am I gonna do right now after higher than heaven, land and hell? I'm learning how to promote singles, mm-hmm. learning how to. Uh, t- get in touch with the influencers oh, okay. who are the people that all the people are following because yeah. a lot of people in the world are sheep bro they don't stand up for themselves you know they right. want to follow they like that guy that has a cool YouTube channel and he's the one reacting to music yeah yeah you know? yeah alright alright so I gotta learn how to do that I gotta learn how to make visualizers mm-hmm. I gotta me and my brother he, my brother he has a bachelor's in marketing Okay. And my brother's gonna continue leveling up. Okay. He's not just where he is and he thinks he's a shit. Mm-hmm. No, every year he's gonna get better. So we're trying to learn marketing and learning how to sell an album. Mm-hmm. You know, we cook the right drugs now. We have the drugs. We cook there how we want it. Yeah. But how are we gonna sell it? If we you don't know how to sell it. We're selling that new crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly, bro. You know, <laughs> like, the Heisenberg. Yeah, like the me. Heisenberg yeah, like, exactly, bro. <laughs> me and Skin, like, we felt well, like we were just 
we're in the kitchen, you know, just learning how to cook yeah. it right and everything, you know, cook it right, and the which is the music, and now we gotta learn how to sell it. You know? For sure, we didn't have time to learn how to be salesmen, you know. Maybe I fucked up by not taking a salesman job mm-hmm. where I was put up to the test to sell, you know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to work and get my money and have money for my engineers, have money for my studio, right. pay my bills, you know. And then we go through little parts. We go through little parts of learning how to use credit. Yeah. Sometimes you go in a little hole because you bought too much clothes at Macy's, you know, yeah. or something like that, you know. Or you go to Saks. We started going to Saks and we felt like, damn, this is where all the rich ass foods are coming. Yeah. yeah. And we felt good buying, uh, buying Louis Vuitton, buying Gucci, buying Versace, you know, things because I wanted to feel how it is to feel successful. Right. You know? right. But I'm not over buying with this high end fashion, you know, because mm-hmm. we want to create high end fashion later on, you know, but. Uh, I didn't want to overdo it, you know. And get a taste. Yeah, so I'm learning every day. Right now, I'm learning, you know, with COVID-19, mm-hmm. everybody had to be on lockdown. That doesn't mean I'm just, oh, uh, let me go buy that PS5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Yeah, I'll be looking at my mirror and I'll be like, fool, you're a clown, bro. Yeah, yeah. How, how are you almost 30 and talking about a PS5, bro? Yeah. That's some little kid shit, bro. Yeah. And letting everybody, maybe they want to ha- play PS5 with their family, you know, with their kid. Mm-hmm. All right, that's real shit. You know that's fine, yeah. but I can't, bro. I'm not. Gonna, am I gonna lie to myself when I look in the mirror that I'm not watching how to promote singles, mm-hmm. how to make sure you have your masters, mm-hmm. how to make sure that you have an LOC to your to your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you gonna learn how to s- save money more and invest money more? Yeah, because our parents they're not gurus, bro. Like yeah. our parents, we, they don't have education, bro. Like, right. My parents didn't go to school. They don't have elementary school. You know, so they had to learn in the calle. Yeah. Like not even knowing English. So I can't blame them for not teaching me extra shit. Right. That's what I'm going to teach my kid. There you go. The cheat codes, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like Jay-Z said on that song New Day on Watch the Throne, if you watch the New Day song, yeah. where he talks about as if Beyonce had a kid in her stomach, but she she didn't yet, you know, at that mm-hmm. time. He was talking about his unborn child. Yeah. And he was saying, like, it took me 26 years to find my path. My only job now is to cut the time in half. There you so go. So for, for Blue or whoever his kid is mm-hmm. to learn it by 13 already, the boss shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, bro, that's real shit right that's there, bro. Right there, yeah. And I knew my dad had that for me, and I knew his mom had that for him. And and luckily now, which is when it's our turn, when karma comes back around, and we're the parents, just take our kids to a new level, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. And continue, you know, generational yeah, wealth and everything, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. And right now, learn, as we're on lockdown, learn how to do this shit higher than heaven, not in hell. If it doesn't blow up to the to the point where I want it, fuck it, for the next album, it's gonna be even better. We yeah. gotta be prepared, more prepared. And if that shit don't work, then for the next album, you know? Right. Because at the end of the day, we're leveling up, writing-wise, MC-wise, mixing-wise, mm-hmm. engineering-wise, um, learning how to record better, learning how to punch in better, learning how to do cooler ad-libs, changing your voice. Yeah. Because when he changed his voice, if you, <laughs> if you hear our old songs, oh, yeah. you could hear our old song. And when he changed his voice, I knew he wasn't playing no more. I was like, all right, this will, he don't give a fuck if people say, oh, it sounds, he sounds nasty. Yeah. He sounds like that. Why the fuck does he sound like that? I'm like, bro, that's the whole art about it. And I knew from that beginning, I was like, all right, this fool is going to take it to another level. Right. That means I have to take it to another level. That's why Al- Alex has to take it to another level. Right. And and we're not rushing people. We're not pushing people. Hey, bro, how come you haven't leveled up? Nah. Everybody does it at different times. Yeah. You know? And different that's shit happens in life. And, and true. so it's all patience, bro. You know? True, true, true. Yeah, patience, your own Because you see yeah. a lot of rappers blow up in their 30s. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of rappers blowing up to 35 and everything. Mm-hmm. That means they didn't stop, you know? It's just all about building that foundation, that company right. behind your music. You know? Right. Yep. You know, like, oh, you want merch? All right, hit this line up. This is the merch guy. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, so there you go, you know. For sure. Yeah, so. 
right. Well, before we end things, I do like to ask these fun questions at the end. Mm -hmm. If you guys could talk to any person, dead or alive, in history, who would it be? David Bowie. David Bowie, for sure. Yeah, I want to ask him what was a uh, what was his inspiration at that time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'd say um, I'd probably go with um, uh, dead or alive, right? Yeah, dead or alive. Uh, Jay Prince. Jay Prince. Okay. Yeah, Jay Prince hey, from right. Yeah, because I know I, I watch his interview with Drink Champs, mm -hmm. but Jay Prince is known as like some scary guy in the, behind the scenes, mm -hmm. but he really portrayed himself as a real man and everything, you know? And I was yeah. like, all right, those are people that, that remind me of my father. Mm -hmm. So I would love to like learn from people like that and be humble and, and confident in what I do and having the right people that care about that shit, you know? Yeah. Not people, not older heads that, that think they're the shit and yeah. they're sunning you, no. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. know, so Jay Prince, I'd say. Okay, yeah. and what are your favorite toppings on a pizza? Ooh, I uh, go with um, pineapple and and whatever okay you know, pineapple, pineapple whatever pepperoni <laughs> okay yeah oh me and you oh, yeah I'm sorry <laughs> uh, pineapple pepperoni and sausage okay right on all right yeah. <laughs> and then last question if you can give any advice to your younger self what would it be listen more mm -hmm. mm, i like that one Just talk less yeah then, yeah. yeah um if his is listen more i would say learn more mm. learn more because yeah, absorb more yeah yeah learn more because i thought Oh, I gotta do is be a rapper, nah. But then you find out, do you really? The guy who's putting in money for you, you're gonna have to do what he says. Yeah, true. You, you know, so I was like, I wish I could learn more, so I had more money mm -hmm. to be my own boss and be my own uh, person who controls my destiny. You right. Yeah. You know, so learn more. Yeah, that's dope. Really appreciate you guys for taking Thank the you, time man. out Thank of your you, day. Man. Thank you, bro. Before you guys go, go ahead and plug any social media website that you guys like to. I just already shared your interview, so okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we we'll go by. The Mighty Tribe, check us out on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Mighty Tribe Zone. We have Higher Than Heaven, Louder Than Hell. We got some visualizers. New album, yep. Um, follow me on my IG is Almighty Dubon, and he uh, goes by mine is uh, at babybooks.com. So I mean at babybooks. So that's our new. Just so you guys aren't confused, I'm still skin. Just we're switching the new persona to a new persona for the new tape. Okay. So mm -hmm. yeah, there you go. And then yeah, so I Thank go by guys. Dubon. Thank you guys. And yeah, I'm basically with a mighty track. Alright, dope. Thank you guys for having Thank us. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you, my Mike and I. Appreciate it. Boom, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Thanks to everybody that's listening. And hey, if you really enjoyed this show and you're listening on Apple Podcast, be sure to leave a rating and review. That would help new listeners kind of get a gauge on what this show is all about. Also, if you're listening on any other platform, be sure to subscribe, be sure to like, be sure to follow the homepage. That way you can stay up to date with all the uh, good stuff. Uh, with the podcast dropping <laughs> um be sure to uh follow them on mike and i instagram page at my period mike and period i and follow me on twitter at underscore noah alvarez and guys we still have stickers for sale although i've been mm, yeah there's stickers for sale let's just let's leave it at that and uh i know i've been slacking on posting stuff like that and advertising it and you know i'm still trying to work through that i'm a little shy when it comes to those kind of things but we do have some stickers, and I think they're pretty dope. So if you like some stickers and you like to support the podcast, be sure to hit me up on any of those social medias. Or if you know me personally, hit me up through text, and I'll get you a set of stickers. Now, um, before we go, like I always say, hope you guys chase your dreams, not checks. And continue to battle through whatever obstacles you may be facing right now at this moment. And I hope that you guys learn something from this conversation and, and the plenty of conversations that I have. And the conversations that I'm going to have in the future. Honestly, uh, I had some, you know, good conversations with some friends about different guests that I should have on, and and I think we're gonna we're gonna start to we're gonna start to bend the uh, 
how would I say, bend the norm here. We're gonna go away from the norm on what I usually have on here. So don't be alarmed. But I'm still gonna have some, you know, interesting people to talk to just in different career fields. And uh, that's gonna be, I think, an exciting journey for me for sure. And I hope you, hope you guys uh, share the same excitement as a listener as uh, I do as a host, getting to interview and meet all these people. So that being said, I hope you guys never stop seeking knowledge. Like I said earlier, continue to battle through whatever obstacle you may be going through. And to spread love, spread positivity, and spread peace. Alright guys, go ahead and like, subscribe, follow. I think I already said that, damn. Alright, this is Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.